0: And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the Dream Business Coach himself, Jim Palmer.
1: And we're live. Hello, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I am the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, Creative No-Hassle Newsletters, authors of, author of these six books. And you can get those for free. I'm going to tell you how to do that at the end of the show. But today, as I am every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, I'm the host of Dream Business Radio, now in its 10th year. This is episode 550, and my special guests with an S today are Monica and Austin Mangelson. Guys, how are you doing today?
2: So good. Thank you so much for having us, and congratulations for such a long show. That's so impressive.
1: Nothing like a little persistence (laughs) (laughs) and and stick-to-itiveness. Anyway, um, hey, folks, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner, who wants to grow a more profitable business faster? And especially if you're interested in learning how to create multiple streams of revenue in your business, you want to be part of this extraordinary virtual mastermind led by me, Captain Jim, the Dream Business Coach. You can learn more at dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com, and be sure to get a copy of my ebook, uh, Charge What You're Worth and Work Just Three Days a Week, where I share in very good detail how I built multiple streams of revenue and also how I learned how to actually charge what I'm worth, something everybody should do. And yes, I share in detail how I came to the decision to work just three days a week for the last seven years. So it's a big part of the strategy is getting paid what you're worth. You can download a free copy of that at work3daysaweek.com, work3daysaweek.com. All right, let me introduce my special guests, Austin and Monica, and we'll dive right into this. I know it's going to be a fun interview, but I think it's also going to be very, very inspirational. So Austin and Monica Mangelson were college sweethearts. They look like they're still in college, (laughs) 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 who fell in love with each other, but then discovered they both love to travel. I don't know which came first. They'll straighten me out on that. Their first trip together was going to be an overseas humanitarian trip. While they were still engaged, and but then they um, something came along which shook everybody up uh, called the pandemic, right? <laughs> they were going to go do this after graduating college, join the Peace Corps, but uh, COVID-19 reared its ugly head. So hang in with me, folks, because this is where the story gets interesting. They decided, since they couldn't do that, why don't we create an online business that would allow them to travel right? And live life on their own terms. Now, you know, I've I've had probably in the last 60 days, actually, it's now over 150 applications to be on the show. So i I very blessed to be selective. And I'm reading through all these things. And I saw dream lifestyle, live on your own terms. And I saw digital nomad. I said, Oh, who's that? So when that information crossed my desk, I was excited. They will tell you it hasn't always been easy, but they are convinced becoming entrepreneurs was the best decision they've ever made. Well, besides choosing each other, of course. <laughs> and um, they've worked to grow their business in a way through working with uh, other entrepreneurs in multiple industries and in the online space, obviously. And they've learned a great deal about how to do that with the location independent business. And part of their business now is coaching other aspiring digital nomads, how to create their dream business so they too can live their dream lifestyle. I talked with them, as I said, a, a, about a month and a half ago, two months ago, and it wasn't lost on either of us. Sometimes something horrific, like you know the, the pandemic can be a blessing in disguise because had it not been for that, they'd probably be in, in, in the Peace Corps right now. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but instead of doing what they did. So, Once again, guys, Monica and Austin, welcome to Dream Business Radio. Thank, Thank you, Jim. You so Man,
3: what a stellar intro! Thank you so much. For
1: that. <laughs> I've been doing this a day or two, you know. Um, just a bit. So, first of all, I want to—I—I I, gave—I think I gave your because I do a lot of research. Believe it or not, people go, "Well, wow, Jim wings it all the time." I really don't. I do prepare. I just sometimes <laughs> talk faster than my brain will keep up. But um, I believe I gave your story justice. But one question that I like to lead off with, um, because my show is for entrepreneurs and mostly entrepreneurs, listen to it. I'm obviously an entrepreneur. You went to college, you were going to get a degree, but then you, I don't even know what your degrees were in, but so many Mm -hmm. people that I interview, oh, I went to become a lawyer or an accountant, I studied, you know, whatever. And then they go start a carpet cleaning business. (laughs) So did you, did you guys, either of you have any role models, whether parents, grandparents, or anybody on the, on choosing the life of being an entrepreneur?
2: You know, it's funny. Um, I never actually realized that my dad owned his own business until after we started our business.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know your dad owned a business. I
2: didn't. So my dad's a doctor, and I didn't realize that he was actually the owner of the clinic he worked in, and like had to do all the same things that business owners did until after I started a business, and he was asking me questions, and I was like, "Yeah, like it's kind of tricky." He's like, "Oh yeah, I know. I mean, I own my own business," and I was like, "Oh."
3: That's
2: oh
1: weird. <laughs> what What about you, Austin? Any Any entrepreneurs in your past?
3: Um, not really. So I have an aunt and uncle who started a photography business. Okay, but I had never really looked up to them. Not, I mean, I looked up to them as people, but I never really thought of them as um, role models in the sense of being an entrepreneur and starting our own business. Like that's just how it was. But um, my dad and his dad and everyone else in my family, they all just got jobs, um, the J-O-B. employee, employment yeah. jobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, yeah, so I had never, ever thought about uh, entrepreneurship, starting my own job or starting my own business, being my own boss. That never crossed my mind until we were already doing it, basically. Which
1: sadly <laughs> is something that's not even taught in school. I mean, most people yeah. go to college or not, go to trade school or not, and then just get a job. But it, we should be teaching more people about the other side of earning totally a living. I totally agree.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so walk us through the process of, you know, you were going to go in the Peace Corps. You guys mm-hmm. obviously fell in love, as I said. You were going to travel and do all that. I don't know if your intention was to do it for a little while and then settle down. But then COVID happened. And How did you pivot into what do we do now?
3: Yeah. Yeah. There's a the whole like story and a half here, but we'll okay. try and keep it condensed. <laughs> um, so like you said, we had always loved to travel. And that actually started for both of us before we knew each other. Um before we ever met we were both missionaries for a church. Monica spent a year and a half in Peru. I spent mm. a year or two years in Paraguay. Um and then I had been to Ireland before that so we had both had in- independently different experiences that really fostered this love of traveling. Mm-hmm. And so when we were dating and um, getting more serious in our relationship, we knew that that was something we wanted to prioritize. So as much as we could travel in college, you know, we could, we were, or we did. We were going on road trips every other weekend. We were um, heading down to Utah and heading back to California and Washington. So we traveled as much as we could. Uh, graduation was coming up. Oh, by the way, I have a degree in exercise physiology. Oh, wow. And Monica's is in international studies. That,
1: <clears throat> that fits. So, they both fit, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so um, we graduated and for, it, there was kind of a long long process we knew we wanted to do something humanitarian like because we had been on a trip to Guatemala interpreting
2: we've been on a couple trips at that point that's true we've been to Guatemala probably about three times and we absolutely fell in love with it and we knew that before like heading into our master's degree because that's generally the next step people take Mm -hmm. we wanted a, a time where we could go out and explore and we could you know have more of a gap year
3: yeah so it started out as a semester-long trip to China teaching English, which then fell through. So we were like, okay, well, let's find some other program. So we found a program in Thailand for a full year. But in order to do that, we both had to live in different cities for the year. Like, oh, that's see. not going to work. Yeah. So, so we kept looking, and we st- it was actually it was very fortuitous. Um, the, the same day that we found out Thailand wasn't going to work was the last day of a career fair. And somebody overheard us having a conversation in the library about thailand falling through and he's so he leaned over he's like hey sorry to be eavesdropping but you know there's a there's a booth in the career fair right now for the peace corps why don't you guys ch- go check it out we're like okay so <laughs> i went and had a look and uh, got some more information and one thing led to another we were eventually signed up we had been assigned to mozambique africa we were going to be there for two a little more than two years And we were going to be helping with the youth with HIV and malaria prevention awareness. Wow. And you could both go together. That was. Yeah, we were going to be together. The only time we were going to be apart was like maybe a little bit like a month or two for training at the beginning. But then we would have spent the whole two plus years together. So we were stoked about this opportunity. Yeah. So that was two plus years. So we didn't really make a lot of plans after that because we figured we'll come home and figure that out when we get back. You know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Monica, exercise physiology. That's your degree. That's, That's my degree. degree. Oh, your degree. Well, yeah. we, international studies. Yeah. You know, ex, so Austin, exercise physiology. Obviously, you know, you know, I was living on a boat for five years, and now we just bought an RV. I don't actually. I didn't have that when we talked last time. We yeah. we bought a motor home, so we're going from a floating home to oh, a rolling nice. home. That's but awesome. a lot of people that we meet, and then all these forums, I always talk about how do you guys exercise and stay fit. So I'm just mm-hmm. planting a little seed. There's a business where people could use, and and it's an online business, I would think. So anyway. Not, not part of my interview, but that... No, actually, we've
3: met some people online, um, some coaches on Instagram who are specifically fitness coaches for nomads. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like that's very, how very they cool. they market and, and target themselves. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So walk us through the process,
1: Monica, of, of starting and then how did you scale the online business? What did you... How did you decide? Because like, mm-hmm. if I'm, my memory is correct, you build websites. I mean, you're, you're, you're digital <laughs> marketing. You try to do a lot of different things or how did you get started?
2: Yeah, that's an excellent question. So um, when the Peace Corps fell through, we had sold like we had prepared our lives to the Peace Corps. We had got rid of our house. We had got rid of mm. we had someone lined up to buy our car, which thankfully ended up falling through. But we had sold most of our stuff. We had no furniture. We had put everything in boxes. Everything was in suitcases, packed and ready to go because it was literally two weeks before you're supposed to leave that it, oh they called gosh. it quits for COVID. And when they called it quiz, they're like, oh, it's just going to be a couple months, you know, like max. And we're like, two weeks to
1: slow the spread, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly.
2: Exactly. So we're like, okay, we can do this. And it was actually kind of fun. We're like, perfect. This will give us time to go to see. We had brand new nieces. They're twins that were just born. And so Mm -hmm. we're like, quick, we'll go run. We'll go see them. We'll go love on them a little bit and then we'll head out. And so we we ran back to Austin's parents' house, who uh, thought they were taking us in for two weeks, and then you know it became months and months and months, and, months and it just it just never ended. So we we were lucky enough to get kind of dead end jobs to to kind of fill the time, mm-hmm. um, but they were awful. <laughs> they were so terrible, and I I hated it, and I hated just waiting for somebody to tell me it was okay to start living my life again, um, and I just felt like I was waiting for something that may or may not n- come. Come true, you know, like the Peace Corps may never start back up. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen from here on out. And so I started independently from Austin. I started looking for, um, I call it Pinterest shopping. I was Pinterest shopping for a new life, right? (laughs) So I was looking for ways to make money and travel. And the two things that I found online were becoming a virtual assistant or being a travel influencer slash blogger. And I I didn't really care for the influencer blogger side of things. Um, So we dove headfirst. I convinced Austin um, to take a course with me and become virtual assistants. And so that's where we really got our start. Nice. Yeah.
1: So how did you start to build websites? Was that a skill that you had or did you learn that? Or I mean, because that's obviously being a virtual assistant could be anything, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be data processing. It could be, you know, talking with customers, building websites yeah. or whatever.
2: And we we did a little bit of everything. And so mm-hmm. we ended up being really successful as virtual assistants really fast, which was, we were really fortunate for that. But we ended up just working in someone else's business again. And we were working as many hours, if not more, as we were You know, we weren't able to travel and explore like we wanted to. So we we really decided that we wanted to build our own business Mm -hmm. and kind of start niching down. And so what we did is independently, Austin wrote down all the things that he really liked doing as a virtual assistant, the things he hated doing as a virtual assistant. And I wrote down the same list. And then we came together and we compared those lists. Um, And at the top, in the top three of both of our things was graphic design. Wow. So then we started looking for different kinds of design Um, things we could do and that's when we found we could make websites and so we started we I think we bought another course to teach us the strategy and and we both really love the space where strategy meets design like meets creativity Mm -hmm. that's really where we thrive Um, and so it just was the perfect fit for us.
1: So so Austin how did you start getting customers like Tell me some of the, how did you start getting, you, you knew what you like to do and mm-hmm. you're going to zero it in a websites and design. How did you then go get your cuff first two or three, five, 10 customers?
3: Yeah, most of our customers have have been through word of mouth. A lot of our family um, were very supportive of us doing this and they told their friends and they told other people. And so most of it came from word of mouth. Um, we actually helped build a business or a, a website for three, four Four or five of our family members who were starting their own businesses. Wow. Um, <clears throat> and so we helped them build their websites and then a handful of our friends. And so, and then I think there were maybe just a very small handful of people that came from um, other efforts of ours where we were mm-hmm. doing some social media marketing and uh, content marketing and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I I think us starting a business really opened the floodgates for a lot of people we know to be like, wow, I can start a business too. And so we really yeah. helped them get their businesses going. Kind of
1: showing them the way. So, what was the um not to not to compress too much time, but we're it's already 3:15 already. So, at some so you're building the websites and that's going well, but then mm-hmm. did you suddenly wake up one one morning and go, "Hey, guy, we're, we're just building websites. We're still in, in, I don't know if you're at your parents' house or where you were, mm-hmm. but the traveling has kind of evaporated, right?
3: Well, by that point, we were traveling more. Um, Okay. We were living in Guatemala for a little bit. We were traveling through Oregon. Um, So travel was starting to pick back up again. And it wasn't quite an overnight, like, I can't think of any moment where it just clicked. It was kind of a Mm -hmm. smooth transition where we started realizing, like Monica pointed out, we had kind of inspired a lot of members of our own family to start their own businesses. And we had consulted with them a lot on how to get it started. And um, I think... So two of them are still kind of up and going. Another two are, are doing great right now and, and um, just growing. And so we re- reflecting on that, we realized we loved helping people in that early stages of their business, where they're trying to figure out what to nice. do, how to make it work, how do they get their first couple of clients and customers, and then especially people who want to do it so that they have more freedom in their life, because that's what we were seeking. And so we started connecting those dots and realizing we want to help people who are in our shoes. We want to help people who are seeking more freedom, seeking more independence, want to travel more and have an idea or maybe don't have an idea, but but want to start up something online. And so we started kind of pooling our resources together and focusing in more on that. It's so interesting because... Um...
1: Uh, again, you know, in all my research and the, now, the, now the RV group kind of taking a pause on the boat, people are like, Hey, what do you guys do to make money? Or what can I do? Not everybody wants to earn a hundred grand or 200 grand or even 50. How, how do I earn, you know, 500 bucks or 300 bucks a week mm-hmm. for fuel, going out money, fun money, doing something on the side. Do you, do you help people with that? Like, are you the, do you creatively help them think of what they want to do or do they have mm-hmm. an idea and then you help them do that?
2: Yeah. A little bit of both. So we actually went out and got, um, life it's life purpose, life coaching certified. (laughs) It's kind of a mouthful. And so we, we can help people like starting from nothing, like no ideas and like really kind of help brainstorm. And, and that's my favorite space where you just turn on ideas and everything feels possible. And then we help people find something that feels purposeful for them Mm -hmm. and feels exciting. And then we can help them start to build that.
1: So with this, with this, with this, and by the way, you know, I'm all about multiple streams of revenue, which is kind of Mm -hmm. like what you're talking about. So Mm -hmm. with that part of your business where you're, you're kind of guiding and and helping new entrepreneurs, are they already, um, are they location dependent? They just want to learn how to do something online or do they want to travel like you do? Are you inspiring Mm -hmm. people to like travel and work at the same time? Don't wait for 65 or 70.
2: Yes, we're inspiring people to travel. It's literally what lights us up. We get—we just the other day got a comment from this guy who was like, yeah, I listen to your podcast and because of you, I quit my job and now I'm traveling the world. And it's just so exciting. Like, as much as i really appreciate people wanting to be location dependent and if that's you that's totally fine yeah. i also just believe that the world is so big and so inspiring and such a good place for entrepreneurs to go out and get inspired and to meet people and to really grow as a person and so i just love it when when we can help people take that leap themselves
1: i think well given my i'll, I'll be 65 next week I'll, so and to to, to Happy see early other birthday. Thank you so much to see other people who are my age, even slightly older, and and I'm like Stephanie and I. We work really hard to eat well and shape, but we travel, we we, we enjoy life. I think I shared on our get acquainted call. I, I had cancer at 41, so I had a whole outlook. You don't wait. You don't put yeah. off this dream lifestyle. Then we figured out how to work and travel on the boat. And now we're going to do it in the RV. So, but some people, new entrepreneurs, you know, they're. I think they're sometimes very risk averse. Like, well, I would like to do that, but I don't know if I have the courage to try because it might not work. How do you help people with that part of it?
3: Yeah, that's a really good question. And that's a lot of, that's definitely a space that a lot of people unfortunately are in. Um, And really, I think what's holding back is fear. Um, They're not, I mean, you don't know what's going to be on the other side of this venture. Yeah. Um, Especially when you hear things like nine out of 10 businesses fail. People hear that, they're like, well, I'm not even going to try then. That's right. Um, I heard someone else, a great explanation. They said, if nine out of 10 businesses fail, that doesn't mean that you might be one of the nine. That means you need to start up 10 businesses and eventually mm-hmm. you'll get one that sticks. So it's a matter of throwing out different ideas and and putting out your effort and eventually something's going to work. And that's um, like, it is scary. I'm not, I don't want to tell people it's not, it's scary mm-hmm. and it's hard, but I think there's two choices that you have. Mm -hmm. You can either step into the unknown and embrace that uncertainty and that fear and that pain and discomfort, or you can stick with what you're doing that you're not enjoying. You're you're living your life wishing you were doing something. And that's a different kind of pain, but it's pain nonetheless. It's a pain of regret rather than a pain of growth.
1: And, and you get to a certain point, everybody's heard the story of, you know, they're doing research with people who are at the end of their life. And what is, are there any, is there anything you did that you regret? Nothing. I don't regret anything I did. I regret the things I didn't do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So part of Stephanie and I is, I don't want to do that. I mean, at, at some point, I hope it's not for 20 or 30, well, not 30 years, but I hope in 20 years when my kids go take my license away, yeah. I will have traveled <laughs> everywhere I want to go. Right. So I think you just have to figure it out. So how do you, so now your business is growing. How are you maintaining the work-life and I don't want to say work-life balance. How are you maintaining the work-travel balance? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So we do what's called slow travel. Um, Mm -hmm. which means we are going to a place and we're staying there in that place for anywhere from a month to three months. And so that gives us time to work on our business without feeling guilty that we're not exploring and go exploring without feeling guilty that we're not working on our business. I've met a lot of people who try to move up different places every week and that's where you're going to get burnt really fast. That's where your business is going to hit the back burner because you want to be soaking in all the places. Um, We're also really big believers of like getting involved culturally with the places that we're in. So that gives us some time to really get a feel for the place, um, to get involved, to meet some locals, to make some friends. Um, That's and really that, good advice. Yeah. yeah. That makes all the difference.
1: You know, um, Monica, it reminds me, so – I I do all my coaching calls on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And so when we were, and Stephanie and I were in travel mode, like in the fall, we'd go from up here in the Northeast down to Florida. So we would always land at a marina on Monday, knowing we're gonna be there for a minimum of three days. So I had good Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi, and obviously can't drive the boat and and do this at the same time. And Mm -hmm. then we'd travel, but then we'd always wanna get somewhere and spend uh, a minimum of a week or two, but we've really grew over the five years we did it to land somewhere for a month. Because Mm -hmm. it wasn't just about what we could or the restaurants by the water we wanted to go in and experience the culture and meet people and things like that and bonus when you stay for a month your slip fees or in this case our site fees will are usually way less than if you're there for a night or even a week
2: yeah same with renting apartments
1: Oh, okay well so do you when you so when you travel do you look for apartments or airbnb like what's that like
3: so what we've been doing is we'll actually rent a place out on airbnb for the whole time Mm -hmm. and if you rent out at a month-long stay then you get like I think when we were in Southeast Asia, we got like 48% discount. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So yeah. you get wild discounts when you extend it for a whole month. So there are actually a couple of times when we were staying for like three weeks, but we booked it for a whole month because that was cheaper it's, than booking. That's it for right. Three weeks. Yeah,
1: we discovered that also w- yeah. when we broke down once and it was going to be like two or three weeks, I said, well, we'll buy the month. We'll be going." but it's mm-hmm. cheaper. And by the way, with Airbnbs, they don't have to have cleaning crews in like however many times mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. overnight stays. Um, So let's see, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions about being a digital nomad? And and then Mm -hmm. how do you address those with folks that you work with? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah there i mean there are quite a few i think um one of them is that it's like all work or no all play and no work and yeah so you, like see the pictures of people like on their laptops at the beach or whatever and that's really not realistic because sand and sun and your laptop is just really not yeah a bad combination. It's not a good combination
3: so we, um, we tried that we we took our laptops to the beach in oregon for one time for one day and then we're oh, like never this, again this sucks. never again <laughs> <laughs>
2: um so I kind of lost my train of thought. Was it Sorry, I know. No, no, you. you're good. Um so I mean it does take a lot of work. I I always kind of joke that we live boring lives in exciting places because we do do a lot of work on our business. Um but we just make sure we're in a fun place that makes us feel alive and we make sure that we're always getting out on the weekends or taking three-day weekends or different things to really like explore the place that we're in, but I mean, our day-to-day life is a little bit boring if you were to look at it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you you look at some of these YouTube channels, and it looks like oh, it's friggin' great. Well, first of all, it takes yeah. about forty hours to put out a twenty-minute video, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. it's usually following. You know, it's usually about a day or something going on. Then the rest of the week, they're working, working, working. Yeah,
2: yeah, they're it's editing the video the mm-hmm.
1: or doing engine maintenance or whatever. So, yep. um, what advice would you give somebody who wants to become a digital nomad? By the way, the digital nomad—it should be a self-explanatory term, but What's your definition of a digital nomad and how would you advise somebody to take the leap?
3: Yeah, digital nomad. <clears throat> I feel like there's this, and maybe this is another misconception. People think a digital nomad, you have to be traveling, go, go, go all the time. And you probably have a job like a, an influencer or a virtual assistant or some sort of data analyst kind of thing. Uh, basically, so nomad, it just means you're you're traveling around, you're living in different places. Uh, And that doesn't mean for any specific period of time, you could be there for a week, you could be there for two years, and then move on. And then digital just means you are sustaining that life through some sort of online work. There are literally endless possibilities for finding work online. This is one thing I love to talk about is how creative people get with the work that they end up doing to sustain themselves online. It's incredible
1: yeah we stayed in a marina once that was also an rv camp so we we're walking around i talked with this guy's he got this nice big fifth wheel and he says he was retired but his wife was a nurse and they they find places where they want to go and she jumps on some website and she finds a job working for 30 hours a week mm. like, i forget yeah. how much 70 80 bucks an hour like really huge money and then they'll work there for one or two months and then they'll go somewhere else yeah well, that's pretty cool
3: yeah um
1: so uh Pardon the pardon the uh, slightly personal question, but, you know, the great thing about a long relationship, I've been married 43 years, is that usually somebody goes to work or you both go to work and then you come back. <laughs> what's it, What's it been like, you know, I mean, you're probably together almost 24-7 at this point, right?
3: Basically. all the time yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to yeah. sugarcoat
3: it a little bit but no we are no. we've been together based... so monica actually just took a trip to washington she was there for like five days it okay. was the
2: first time we had been apart in five years since we've wow. been married
3: yeah. yeah i mean with the exception of like she'll do a like a girl's afternoon like go out to lunch with somebody but with mm-hmm. you know with like that overnight exception, trip yeah yeah it was yeah. hard <laughs> it we hard. honestly
2: We are so used to being together and we're so complimentary. Like, I mean, you heard when we first got on the call, we we often are saying the same things. We're very similar people. We have similar interests. Um, And... And it was hard. Like being apart from Austin was was honestly hard. Um, but we have had – we've learned that like there's a really difference in like managing our energy. So I am very much a people person. I love I, – I hate being alone. I love being around people. And Austin is more introverted and he actually likes being alone, which yeah. blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've really had to work on like our schedules. So, like we schedule out, you know, morning time, Austin – you know, get some alone time or like, um, we've had to work on, Hey, like I need a break. So I'm going to go, like, you can keep working or like, we can go on breaks together or different things. So we've really had to work together to manage our energy levels.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, Diana's asking, are you know, are you now part of the full-time travel? I assume she's asking you. So you guys are full-time travelers, but as we've mm-hmm. learned, you, you will sometimes stay put for so a month or maybe a couple months and then get moving again. Right.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So right now we are in Idaho until September. Yeah, we're like uh, we're 20, minutes, again, so. 20
2: minutes outside of Yellowstone, right on this beautiful lake in this cabin. Oh it's, my awesome. Goodness. it's awesome. It's uh, awesome. We got
1: about five minutes left. I, I wish I had 30 minutes left. For those who struggle with the fear and the anxiety about taking the leap, whether it is to start a business or to start traveling or you know, divest themselves of all the stuff that fills all the rooms in the storage units, storage units, unbelievable business, right? Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you help people who come to you and say, I don't know, I'd like to do it, but I don't know if I can do it. What about the fear and anxiety
2: associated yeah. with that? just i mean just start small taking action is the killer of fear so every time you take action even if it's messy even if you mess up you are going to start killing that fear a little bit and i think it's important to realize that our brains make uh, our brains make up scenarios to keep us safe mm-hmm. and a lot of times that comes across as paralyzing fear so every time we can prove to our brains that hey look i took action and i survived i lived everything's fine our brain's going to calm down a little bit and it's going to start killing that fear and so, I mean, it's just, it's just a matter of like taking one step forward and then another and then another. Well,
3: do you know what's amazing about our brains too is uh, we learned this from Rob Dial. Uh, he's a, he's a mindset mentor and he teaches that our brains are incredible in the fact that they can make you feel physical um, manifestations of fear. You, you can right. react to something that's in the future that hasn't even happened yet. You imagine a future. You say, okay, I want to start traveling, but what if this, what if that, what if my business doesn't take off? What if I get stuck in that country? What if whatever you start thinking that could happen and then you react as if it's happening right now, but it's not even a real scenario. It's just something that you've invented in your brain. So a lot of it is rewriting that script in your head. Anybody that's
1: ever had waken up, uh, become awake at night, woken, geez, I can't talk. Anybody that's woken <laughs> up at night and dreamed they're being chased by a black bear or had some snakes on them, yeah, your yeah. heart is racing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not real, but your mind is telling your body physiologically it's real. That's, that's a hundred percent true. fascinating. Yeah. Um. Okay. Last couple minutes, we'll, we'll do a, a, a couple of fun things. So Monica, um, I, I saw, I think it was on your blog where cooking is your go-to de-stressor. Yes. <laughs> so what kind of food do you like to cook?
2: Oh, everything, everything under the sun. I really like pasta and I really like Asian food though. If I had to pick two things, those are my favorite.
3: Nice. And if this I is last... the best setup because I love eating pasta. And <laughs> oh, I know. I know. That's dude, awesome. So... Me
1: too. If, <laughs> everybody knows when my wife goes away, Jim gets a large pizza and it will last <laughs> a week. <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah. Um, and so- Monica, my last question for you, you have a bat. So you have a bachelor's in international Mm -hmm. relations. Is that just on a shelf? Is that able to help you somehow? Like, are you able to put part of what you learned to work in your current business?
2: Yeah, it definitely helps me because I I come from a background where I'm very culturally aware and Mm -hmm. I've spent a lot of time learning about Southeast Asia and then we went there and it was fascinating to like experience it. And I think a really big part of our business and our coaching is really helping people be good citizens abroad and like being respectful and understanding where people are coming from. And so I feel like that degree really helps me kind of be, be a good advocate in that space.
1: And since Austin is an introvert, you're the one who probably, if you're walking along, you're the one who strikes up a conversation with somebody <laughs> else, right?
3: Yep. Sometimes I just grab Monica and Slider in front of me. And yeah. Like, start. Okay. All <laughs> right, you, you take the lead, honey.
1: And yes. Austin, so you're a hobby dabbler. What kind of things have you
3: been dabbling in? <laughs> uh, so many things. Um, I took an art class in college, which I loved. Um, and then I've done all sorts of different instruments. Um, from guitar and piano to things like the ocarina and the harmonica. <laughs> um a lot of different kind of art things i've dabbled in writing i took a writing course uh, and i've tried out my hand in in writing different stories and like um, wood burning i of... tried wood burning for a little bit
2: he made, I... he made a beautiful clock one time oh, oh nice. yeah some woodworking
3: yeah. um so i just love i mean i'm not very good at like getting past the first what, what do they say it's like 20 hours or not 20 hours yeah. it's like a certain number of hours to get like mm-hmm. proficient at something I get to the point where I reach the okay plateau and then I move on to something new because I like that there's so many things I want to learn about and try my hand at that I I don't necessarily need to become a master or super proficient in anything. I just love the exploration and learning about all these different things.
1: What you just said actually fits your lifestyle, right? It's all about the exploration. And I think as far as you're, you're traveling um piano would be pretty hard guitar probably might work but a a harmonica boom that goes right in the yeah
3: that's exactly why i picked up a harmonica i'm like this is a lot more portable than a piano is
1: (laughs) well what a what a fun interview i'm sure glad when i was scanning all those things i stopped and and read your stuff it's been great having you guys on now i'm sure people want to follow up with you read your blog or or you know just connect with you so and i said you mentioned you had a podcast so go ahead and and give some information about how they can uh, connect with you
2: yeah. So we're super easy to find. Our website is austinandmonica.com. Our handles everywhere on every social media platform are austinandmonica. Um, we're mostly on Instagram. So if you want to reach out to us, that's probably the best place. Um, and then our podcast is The Profitable Nomad Couple.
1: And how often do you do that? Weekly. Oh, very good. Okay. I'm gonna have to go listen to that. I can't believe I haven't very good. So Austinandmonica.com. That's pretty darn easy to remember. Guys, thank you so much for coming on Dream Business Radio. Really appreciate it. Hey, thank
3: you, Jim. This was so fun. And like you said, I wish we had more time to chat, but think it's (laughs) well, we'll have
1: to have you back. Hey, you know what? I sometime well we're in this lease until January, but when we'll move full time on the um, we got, we bought a motorhome, so we'll be traveling mm-hmm. around. I'll have to do one from the interview from the motorhome. We'll, we'll reconnect yeah. that way. There you go.
2: Yeah. You should come see us in Yellowstone. That'd be so fun. Uh, it's,
1: it is on the list. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any illusion. We're going to get to all 50 States. Well, certainly not Hawaii with the motor home. <laughs> But but um, there's okay, so many yacht. things I want to see in the, 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 national parks, Yellowstone, Wyoming, Montana, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going, yeah. we're going. Do <laughs> yeah, it. All right. Thanks us. so much. Hey folks, that wraps up this very special interview with my guest, Monica. Monica and Austin Mengelson. You can connect with them at Austin and Monica. Yeah, Austin and Monica.com. You can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. Again, if you're interested in joining myself and about 27 other smart entrepreneurs in the Dream Business Mastermind, go to dreambizcoaching.com. And remember, download a free copy of my book, my ebook, charge what you're worth and work just three days a week. You can get that at work daysaweekcom I forgot to tell you about my six books that I've written over the years part of my legacy building program. You can get digital copies for free. So at Barnes and Noble, it's the Nookbook; They're in the iBook store, but they're also at Amazon. As you'd expect, those are Kindle books. You can download them all for free, but that's it until this time next week. Excuse me, until this time in two weeks, I'm not working next Wednesday, (laughs) very special day. So in two weeks, I'll come back with another live interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, and you take good care.